Inspiration now in session. Inspire God's people. You are going to again stop saying what you gonna do till you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt it deep in your soul. The promise will not expire. Be inspired. Stop saying what you gonna do till you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance guide you to your purpose. This is episode 207. Different, but the same. I'm but the same. I'm gonna tell y'all today about a story of an atheist that I met yesterday, and we had a two-hour conversation now this person is much more than an atheist you know what i'm saying i don't say that disrespectfully but i'm pointing that out because today i want to unpack something that i think is really important for us all to understand as we navigate this toxic crazy out of control world can we just be real and say the world is kind of wild right now you know what i'm saying first of all can we also acknowledge the fact that i'm in studio providing a show right now like we used to do with inspire guys people just for the audio listeners we are not on youtube today i can talk because i wanted to get back to the essence i'm gonna share some of my strategy plans how things have been going since i've dabbled into the youtube world because you've been on this journey with me and also if you are a christian creative or entrepreneur you know what I mean? Of your own YouTube, YouTuber, Christian YouTuber, whatever you are. You know what I mean? You may want to be like, oh, what is Jay doing? How's he doing this? And what's working? What's not working? This show is about providing value and especially to the people that listen to the show. So shout out to you. Please do like, share, subscribe this episode if you enjoy it. 207, y'all. 207 episodes? Seven. That's right. You know, so. Seven. I went to the hood on all my non-hood listeners out there. We got listeners of all shades and from all backgrounds. And that's important for today's conversation. Um, what else do I want to do? I want to get out the way before we jump into this um, experience yesterday. Like I said, two-hour conversation. I'm not going to say the young lady's name out of respect. And I'm not going to necessarily you know, give y'all all the information of our conversation because it was an authentic interaction. I will tell you that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> I can talk, people. Now, first, let me say, why am I doing this episode in the studio? You know what I mean? In the way that we used to do. This is for, for my new list, subscribers and listeners and all that. This, when you go into like the Apple Podcasts and Spotify archives of all the first 165 shows, you're going to get the essence of me in the studio. And around one episode 164, 165, I believe, I started implementing uh, YouTube and started doing some live shows. And some things work, some things don't work. And I'm a person that's always kind of learning, evolving. And today, I felt like, especially for this topic, um, I just wanted to be in the essence. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to give you all that feel. And also, let me say this. Last month, this actually blew my mind. Last month was our biggest month ever for listeners of Inspire Guys People to podcast. 
So in the month of June, more people listened to this podcast over that over in that month than any month in the entire. It'll be five years. October 10th, I believe is 10-10. It'll be five years for this podcast. I actually think I said five years last year. and It was really four. So if you listen to last year's episode, uh, anniversary episode, I think I said five years because somebody told me that and I just ran with it. One of the listeners and they miscalculated and counted. But it's it's five years this year. But so let me tell you first about that. Most listeners ever in Inspire Guys People history, audio only. That doesn't even count the video listeners and, you know, from Facebook Live and YouTube and all of that. So just the audio. And so that's the first reason. Like, I want to give y'all the essence. I'm like, man, we got this many people still listening to audio. I want to make sure y'all got that feel. All right. But let's take a pause and a break from that. And I'm going to jump into this conversation because this is a really important conversation um, that I want to share. And again, like respectfully, I'm not going to unpack or share anything personal about the person I spoke with yesterday um, because like it was a real genuine interaction. And I'm only bringing it here because I it had it left an impression on me. I'm going to be real, like having a conversation with this young lady for a couple hours left a strong impression on me. And I wanted to share that. Like I wanted to be able to give that to the listener, right? So different, but the same episode 207. Let's get into it. All right, people. So yesterday, uh, the last couple of days I was in Chicago on business. Um, you know, I've, man, I've, I've taken a lot of trips this year. I've done a lot of traveling um, and I've enjoyed it. I enjoy traveling both in business and personally, of course, vacationing. Love that. I've done a couple of those as well this year. It's been an exciting year. Um, but I was in Chicago a couple of days, beautiful weather. Uh, the first day I flew in before the meeting, we had a dinner and like a, a team building kind of event. We played bocce, bocce ball. Never heard of that before. It's like, I'm not going to try to describe it, but it was a, a nice restaurant off the river. Went there, played bocce ball, all of that good stuff. I actually did make it out to the Navy Pier, which I hadn't done in a while. And then the next day was pretty much all business meetings. Fast forward, meeting is over a little early. I find myself at the airport, and here's where the story really begins. At the airport, my flight was a 655 flight originally. I wanted to get on the 555 flight. So, you know, I go and make the change for the flight, but I'm on standby. Man, okay, let listen, we're going to unpack this conversation. So you're going to get the story, and then I'm going to pause to bring out the different points of the story that I believe are relevant and things that I took away from yesterday. So the first thing that really stood out to me was like, God's timing. You feel what I'm saying? Timing is so important in life. Sometimes we want things and we are thirsty for things, but we have to ensure that we are on God's timeline because you move a little too quick. Something can go wrong. You move a little too slow. Something can go wrong. But life is interesting to me when something happens simultaneously in a specific or particular moment. That could have never happened otherwise unless all these things align. I love moments like that in life, especially when they're good, of course. So I changed my flight. I'm on standby. 
And the guy tells me, like, I've never been on standby before, believe it or not. You know what I'm saying? I always get a seat, fam. But I was on standby, and I, I'm like, I don't really know how this worked for real. All the flights I done took, I have probably been on 20, 20 to 25 flights this year. And I'm like, yo, I just never been on standby in my life. So the guy's like, all right, how it work is like, you got to wait till everybody board. And, you know, you got to see where you, you see, look at the monitor, you see where you at on the list. And, you know, you may or may not get picked. I thought that was interesting. That was an interesting feeling, y'all, being on standby. You ever be in your life at a point in your life and you feel like you on standby and you like, all right, pick me, God, like, I'll go, I'll take the promotion, I'll take the opportunity, I'll take the raise, you know what I'm saying, like, give me my blessing, God, like, sometimes in life, we on standby, and when, when I was on standby, y'all, first of all, you you just sitting there, you observing, it's nothing you can really do, you've done all you can, you just stand, that's what Donnie McClurkin was talking about, after you have done all you can, you just stand by. All right. So it's really nothing you could do. And that's a tough place to be sometimes. But the, I'm going to tell you the good thing about being in a place if you feel like there's nothing else you could do and you're on standby. The beautiful thing about being in that place is that you've done all you can. See, like if you're on standby and it's because you've already put in all the work and you're now just waiting you're waiting on the call, you're waiting on the opportunity, whatever it is, the good thing about being on standby is that you have, you know, faith without works is dead. You've worked, right? And now in standby, it's just nothing but faith. But the work has been done. It would be different if you were on standby having faith and you haven't done any work. Like imagine I'm on standby and I haven't checked in and changed the flight and got my boarding pass and talked to the person at the desk. Then it's like, all right, that's blind faith. But we're talking about being on standby when you've done all you can. So the first thing I want to say is rest, relax. If you're on standby in your life and you have worked hard and, you know, put forth effort and energy and you praying and you just trusting and waiting on God, just chill. You know, like, kick your feet up. You won't stand by, fam. It was nothing I could do. So then things really heat up. Now, of course, I'm watching this list, and I'm seeing it on the monitor. It shows how many seats are left and how many people are on standby and where you at. It was one ticket or seat left, and I was the second person. So that means the person before me was going to get the last ticket. So they are about, you know, they got all the people boarded and they called a person in front of me. And I'm looking around hoping like maybe he ain't here. He gets right up, get his ticket and goes in. So at that point, at that moment, standby felt like a waste of time. It felt like, all right, see, this is what I'm saying. I'm going to be on this later flight. I'm going to get home super late. And. As this was happening, I noticed there were two more people actually don't get, I don't want to give this detail because I don't know if I'm wrong. If the lady had just walked up and the guy was there or whatever. But at one point, I was the last person on standby. Then it was like people behind me on standby. And so I'm hearing them before they close the door, have a conversation. He called 
the name of a family of four. Woo! Boy, oh boy, it's a lot of words in this message today. I'm trying to tell y'all. So it was a family of four. And they called them and they weren't there. And then they started pulling up with like, where's their last flight? Where's their flight at? It's like, oh, they still in the air. And we about to close the door. So they called me and the two people behind me. And we got our ticket. Now, I hope those four, that family of four got to where they were going. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I, I hope and pray the best for them. But here's what was interesting. We went from, I went from one ticket left and no more seats to four more seats and only three people we got on that plane and it was a seat open it could have been one more person behind me that got on standby and still got on the flight what is my point in life there are moments there are moments while you're waiting moments while you're having faith where it seems bleak and you're thinking like at one point I was like bro I might as well just walk to the other gate for the other flight it's not happening but for whatever reason I stayed you know what I'm saying? And by the grace of God, when you stay and rest in God, because there's nothing more you could do, you've already done all you can, Donnie McClurkin, you just stand by. Okay? Stand by. So when you've done all you can and you just stand by, then the, the thing is, even when it looks bleak, it ain't over. So when it looked like there were no more, more seats left, I could have pulled the plug and gave up and walked away but I would have never let it finish just to see where it went. And I think sometimes for us, we need to allow things to finish so we can see where it goes. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel what I'm saying? Like, let it finish. Like, when you quit, really what you're doing is just trying to hurry up and finish the story. But you don't got nothing really better to do anyway because you won't stand by. Like, my other flight still would have been an hour later regardless, so I had nothing else to do. Listen, y'all, I got to change the name of this episode. Like, like I got to change it. Do, do I need to change it to, to standby, on standby, stuck on standby? What, what do I need to do, y'all, or is different but the same? Is it good enough? Different but the same. See see the kind of things I have to deal with, or or do I go stand? Y'all going to see when it upload. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it is it called standby? Or is it different but the same? I got I to gotta think. So uh, this episode 207, I don't know what the title is going to say. You know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all get the experience how I think, like, live and in person. So there we are. Now we're getting on a plane. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've been on, like I said, 20 to 25 flights this year. I probably haven't had a conversation more than three seconds with nobody. I am not a talker on a plane. Sometimes I would throw like some type of shades or something on or a hat like just to seem low key so I can chill, y'all, and I can relax. And I don't really know y'all in airports. I treat airports like I'm on high alert. Like I don't know none of y'all. I don't know what you in here. Airports is like one place where everybody from all around the world going different places in the same place at the same time. We catching these flights for all type of different reasons, fam. And I don't know if you on the good side or the bad side of a reason and what you up to. So I don't trust no. I just be chilling when I'm flying. But this time it was a little different. A, you got to understand, I was a little excited because I like I was on standby and, and then I got chosen. And so now I got my ticket. So I'm kind of in a good mood. I would assume it's the same for 
the young lady who was walking behind me, I'm calling her a young lady. We were the same age. Um, it just feel weird calling. I, I don't, anyway, young lady, lady, what, like, I don't know. Lady make her seem sound super old. Young lady make it seem like she younger than me. I don't know what to say. Girl just sounds inappropriate. Like the girl, like she wasn't a girl. So anyway, we're going to call her the young lady respectfully. Um, so she was walking behind me and something sparked us. I think our initial conversation was just talking about the fact that we barely made it. Yeah, that was like where the conversation started. Now, the thing about it is we were on the last two seats on the whole plane. We were all the way at the end of that bad boy, um, which I typically hate as well. Like I like to be uh, anyway. It don't matter where I sit on the plane. I ain't telling you because I don't want you to try to find me on a flight, fam. Anyway, that's weird. Like you like you would ever just find me on a flight anyway like you would be looking i don't know why i said that i apologize people forgive me don't cancel me no so we sitting all the way in the back and we just start talking and uh the conversation really started there we talked about career things and i'm not gonna get into the details of what we talked about respectfully just because when you have an authentic interaction with someone it's kind of like when a person takes a picture of a homeless person while they're giving them food I think sometimes like it ta- like making everything public just takes away from the actual experience. Like, yo, that was a real experience. Um, well, we were talking just about regular everyday life things and it just kind of progressed. Now, keep in mind, Chicago, I'm in Michigan. This is typically a 45 minute flight. So that was also the reason, if I'm being all the way honest, that I was willing to talk. I was in a good mood, got my ticket. And it's like, this is a quick flight. So even if we start talking like. It'll be over before you know it. So we start talking, we talking, we talking, we talking. And A, it was cool because, you know, if you listen to this show from the literally the first episode, you'll at least understand what some of my thinking is about society and how we interact. And I think that social media has completely destroyed our ability just to be human, right? And the reason I say that is because in real life, yes, we are different. This um, young lady was white. I'm black. She's a woman. I'm a man, right? So we can see these obvious differences right away. But we are also the same. And so what? why do I say we're the same? We both were on standby. We both are sitting next to each other. We both just ran, didn't have to be on that flight, but she just randomly was walking by and like, oh, I can, I'm going to try to get on this flight. And so my point is... We ended up in the same place at the same time. We are different, but everything is the same at this point. We start talking, both into careers, all these things. Again, I'm not going to get into um, whatever. But my point was like we had more in common than anything, but but yet we were so different. And what happens on social media is that flips. You go to my Facebook page or you go to my Instagram page or you see one Inspire Guys People video that you don't like. Like the last episode was my um, affirmative action reaction or whatever I called it. I think I called it affirmative reaction. You see how I come up with these titles. And so if you're a person that completely disagrees with my views on that and that is your introduction to me as a human being, then you're going to have all these perspectives and points of views that are maybe starting with the difference. And so the first thing, like, I really want to say, or the third or fourth thing, I'm saying the first thing, we've been talking for 20 minutes now. But what I want you to understand is, like, 
We are different, but we're the same. Yeah, I'm staying with that title. Yeah, have you feeling it? it? It came back to it. Okay, standby was feeling like it, but really standby is just a moment of the conversation. It's just an introduction to it. So, no, this is different, but the same. What I love is that in real life, most people lead with what they have in common. You feel what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, we're flying to the same place. Is this home for you? You know, da, da, da. Just the questions you ask people. And what what was interesting to me is that we talked about a lot of things before we ever got to, like, our beliefs or even politics or even slightly touching on those things. And what I, what I want to grab from that experience for this conversation in particular is the fact that for everybody, it is okay, y'all, to put your emotions and your feelings and your frustrations aside and actually interact with another human being. Okay, I learned at some point this person was an atheist. I shared at some point I was a Christian. But in both of those occasions, it happened organically in this conversation. And that was the other thing that was interesting to me is that once we shared those differences, it didn't change anything because our conversation was founded on so many things that were the same. Now, I am sure, had we gone into certain topics, polarizing, controversial topics, things like abortion and gay marriage and gender identity and, you know, all of these things, critical race theory, I'm sure we would have disagreed and agreed and maybe disagree even more. But if you listen to this show, you know that I believe there's a proper way to disagree. See, I'm a very strongly opinionated person, but I'm not a forcefully opinionated person. And I think what's happened in the world today is that we've taken our emotions, our personal emotions and our feelings, and we've almost elevated them to the point of to the level of law. Like people literally treat their personal feelings like it's the law. You feel what I'm saying? And so I'm just asking that we take a step back and that we allow ourselves to be human and have conversations with people and even ask questions. Again, you could be firm in your faith. They're firm in their, you know, belief system. Fine. But The reason I believe in this is because I don't think we make progress otherwise. You do realize that before someone is a Christian, they're an atheist. (laughs) Like even, I mean, I'm not going to get super technical or like get into semantics. It's like if you believe in a false God, you don't believe in God at the end of the day. So if I'm going to be turned off every time someone doesn't believe what I believe, A, I would never be able to show them the love of God because I'm just turning them off immediately. I would never be able to learn from them or let God use them to show me something about myself as well. And that's the other thing. Like a lot of us are entering conversations in the most self-righteous way possible these days. We're entering a conversation with, I believe this and I think this and, and it's not human y'all. This is my point. It's actually inhumane to walk around and lead with your lead aggressively and forcefully with your personal emotional beliefs about certain things. 
And I believe this on every side, by the way. This is this whether you're a Christian, whether you're an atheist, whether you black, white, left-handed or right-handed. I'm watching people literally lose their emotions, get lost in their emotions. I see it on the news all the time, or I'm not going to say on the news all the time. That's a lie, because I don't even really watch the news. I really just mean clips, like on social media, maybe clips from the news, or people talking about things, and everybody wants to... I mean, people be protesting anything now. I'm like, dang, like, was Martin Luther King them just protesting? Like, hey, man, you... I asked for a size nine shoe. You gave me a 10. I'm I'm protesting. Like everything is a protest. Everybody is triggered. Everybody is uh, calling everybody else a name. You're racist. You're homophobic. You're this, you're that, you're everything, fam. I'm like, man, we just, every, it's crazy to me that even sinners are self-righteous these days. Even people who believe in some of the most immoral things possible they preach those things. They don't even realize what they're doing. Like you're proselytizing people to believe what you believe in this, you know, sinful and evil act. And you're self-righteous. People are targeting children. There's all these things going on in the world. I get it. So I understand why the passion exists on both sides. If you believe something, you have one side that wants to push an agenda. So it is very much to their advantage to be super triggered, emotional, and be very forceful in order to make people uh, accept their ways. And, and so I'm not, I am acknowledging that that is a fact. And that may also make some people feel on the defense that they now have to be aggressive. And the only thing I'm pointing out on every side is what this creates is just a world of extremes where we're all living at extremes and we can't even interact with a person on a, on a flight or in a restaurant unless they wear the same color hat as us. Like, it's really like gang behavior. You know what I'm saying? It's really like, it's really like, like crazy, like territorial, you know, if you're not in my gang, then I can't mess with you type vibe. And what I'm saying is, ultimately, that's disheartening because we're all God's creation. Now, whether or not somebody's got a child and they saved and they in the family, you know what I'm saying? That's totally different, but they are God's creation and we should be dealing with people understanding that God can use them to speak to us and us to speak to them so on and so forth I mean he did use a fish to speak to Jonah to, to not speak I'm sorry to swallow Jonah he used the fish the utilization is what I'm focusing on I do also want to call out this is the one downside of going back to the studio uh about a couple like 30 seconds ago my mic stopped and something happened and I don't know if the audio gets messed up or get something weird happened in this last two minutes um, that just passed. Then I'm just explaining to you what it was. All right. So look, great conversation. Right. And ultimately, um, I, I'm going to I'm going to cut that kind of short again, just because when you meet somebody and it's a genuine interaction, you don't want to like I don't want to be the person taking the picture, giving a homeless guy food and making it making this weird thing about it because it was a genuine interaction. What I will tell you is that like we walked away smiling, like, man, I hope I run into you again and type deal. And, um, it was really cool to me because if I'm being real in this world today, stuff like that, isn't that possible. And it was encouraging to me because I am the type of person that loves to ask people questions and hear their point of view. 
as firm in my beliefs and my opinions as I am, I don't cut people off from sharing theirs. Now, I will tell you this, something I have learned in life with me, because I am more firm and strongly opinionated. I think that can intimidate people sometimes. I'm not saying like, I guess that don't take that wrong. If you're like, you're not intimidating at all. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm just a normal guy. But what I'm saying is you can be in certain conversations. I tend to be passionate and people misunderstand or misplace my passion or my inquisitive nature to want to know more and ask questions and um, be in dialogues. I love talking to people. I really I really love talking to people um, and asking questions and learning about their stories and their backgrounds. And selfishly, for me, I typically take something away and it helps shape my perspective about certain things because we can be different, but the same. We're both here right now at the same time. And I think this is an important message for the world today because everybody's focused on the different part and we can't even get past the different i'm gonna be real man i'm hearing a lot now about like slavery and people like arguing or debating i I haven't followed this at all about like the literature and what you teaching about slavery in school i'm just can i be okay this gonna make somebody mad and i ain't even trying to I just think it's a lot more important things going on right now than slavery. I'm just keeping it a hundred. Like, bro, we, I'm not a person that like, I'm not about to argue with you about some stuff that happened. Now that, that aside, I understand the importance of properly educating and all of those things, but I just don't trust the politics involved in this stuff. Like it's probably other stuff mixed up in all of this on both sides. And so I haven't engaged it yet. So I'm gonna stay away from that topic at, at large. I know that Florida got something to do with it or whatever. A lot of people don't like DeSantis and things. And um, it's like, but we live in this world where we stop at different though. Like, oh, this person's different. You black, you white, I'm done. Like we stop there. And we don't focus on the, but the same. Like we are the same in so many ways. And I think we rob ourselves of opportunities to um, connect with God's people, like people he created. And even people that are in the faith, because you have Christians, let's just be real. Let's attack this. I'm talking about meeting someone who's not a believer and, you know, having a great interaction. And, you know, I I do genuinely like feel like, you know, like God was in the midst just because I, I know that God is in control and even to walk up, like just to walk up at the same time and end up next to each other and on standby and all that, like. I don't know, you know, as a believer now, like that, the person I was talking to may believe totally different. That's fine. For me, it's like, no, like I know that I'm in God's purpose and I believe that God's hand is at work at all times. And I don't have to say that. I don't have to force that on someone. They could believe what they want to believe. But, um, you know, if I was in that plane, you know, yesterday, I'm in the plane. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I could believe whatever, but, you know, I'm in the plane. So, um. Where am I going with this right now? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know why I just went left like that. I, just, I don't know what I was talking about for three seconds. I lost it, y'all. Um, not like I'm saying like I lost my train of thought for three seconds. You know, forgive me. Here's my point. Back to the point. We met. We had a great interaction. We walked away. But nowadays you have Christians that because they believe differently, we both are children of God. But you're white, I'm black or you're Baptist and this person is um 
apostolic or different things. And like you have Christians can't even have a conversation no more. And so all the conversation th- and things are politically triggered. And I think the the biggest mistake that was made. Now, now I want to I want to transition into dealing with some of the reasons why I think these situations exist and some of the um, some of the problems. And then I'm going to come back to the story um, and I'm going to do it in a what in the world segment, because I told y'all that we were talking for two hours, but we on a 45 minute flight. So we're going to give y'all a what in the world on that one. But I want to talk about some of the things that's wrong with the world first. And I think the biggest mistake that the church made was closing down during COVID. And I really believe there was like a shift in the culture and with the people where the spiritual leadership of the church was compromised during COVID because they relinquished it to the politicians. Now, I know I am not saying all churches, so do not trip. I know there were churches out there that didn't shut down. I know there were churches out there that had outdoor services or still connected and like, do not get me wrong. And I'm not even judging you if you shut down. I'm not like, this isn't a bashing session to anyone, but these are things that I believe need to be said to be expressed so that we can understand and have some perspective on it because I'm not sure that anybody has actually stopped yet to think about what just happened the last three years. We're in 2023. Go back and listen to these episodes. I advise you, if you're a new listener, go on Apple Podcasts, search Inspire Guys People, and go to the 2020 episodes. You will hear exactly what I was saying in 2020 and be able to compare it to what I'm saying now. And I feel very confident and comfortable that I've been consistent as possible. Um... And do like, share, and subscribe. And thank you for listening to Inspire God's People. Anyway, but what I what I believe happened is that during that time, I watched so many churches even elevate politicians. And this happens, and I don't want to get into this. I'm not like, I, I know a lot of churches bring in politicians to the church. And I saw a lot of things with the vaccine uh, stations being at churches and as church leaders, the the only thing I could say to church leaders out there is you have to be a leader. <laughs> and we throw the term leader and leadership around there, but the leader is the one leading. And so if you relinquish that and you are just following what politicians say, then they are essentially the leaders of your church. And so, and I'm talking about, I ain't talking about breaking the law or nothing like that. I'm saying like, Things like letting them be the voice of reason or lack of reason in a lot of cases. And we saw a lot of things happen during COVID, y'all. And what I would urge everyone to do is go out and now do the research to see who was right. Because everyone was loud and screaming their opinions and telling you, you know, wear a mask, use this hand sanitizer, do this. Like that was out there aggressive. To the point that some people are still walking in that fear. I travel a lot, like I said, and I see a lot of people still afraid, still wearing the masks and things like that. And it's it's very interesting to me because I see it as like a psychology experiment um, that we just went through. But my point with all of that is when the church relinquished the influence to the politicians, now the politicians 
are benefited and incentivized based on polarization because they don't need people in the middle. They need people deciding to vote Democrat or Republican to stand on either side. They're always campaigning. Everything they do is a campaign. I mean, I watched the governor of Michigan uh, today do like or yesterday do like a commercial for the Beyonce concert. Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, but these are the same, but people love the governor. Like, people love her. So it, th these are the things when you start, when you start giving these people the leadership who are not, I'm not, I don't know who a believer and who ain't with politicians. They do what they can to campaign and get your vote. Their goal is to get votes. And then in order to do that, they need to divide the people. Now, I think we can mostly agree on that, right? Politicians need you to vote one way or another. They're campaigning. They kissing babies and hugging people. And a lot of times you can't tell if that's genuine or not. And those should not be the people that we are allowing to necessarily be the voices in our church. Now, again, unless that is a really trusted believer themselves. But anyway, I digress because I'm kind of rambling on that. My point is that I believe when that happened, Christians are now all over the place. Christians are triggered politically. Not saying people weren't always political, but I mean, like, I'm seeing a world where the politics mean more than the faith. Like, if me and you are in a line next to each other and you are a Trump person, and I, I don't want to assign myself to none of these people. Um, it, okay, let's just say, let's not use me. Like if you in line and you a Trump person and you next to a Biden person, but y'all both Christians, do you view them different or the same? And most people, my point is they never get to the Christian part <laughs> because they stopped at where they were different. And in order for us, like if I'm talking to another believer and they're like gung ho, you know, pro-abortion, like I want to know why. But in order for integrity to happen in a conversation, we both have to put our emotion aside. So you can't get mad if I ask you a question like, why are you pro-abortion? And then you can't get mad if I follow up with data or factual information. And I can't get mad if you follow up with the same. My point is that people stop at their emotion. Well, I feel this because this, this, this. And it's like, well, that doesn't make it the truth. You know, talking in a higher pitch doesn't make it the truth. Arguing or screaming doesn't make it the truth. But I'm watching people every day and I don't know if it's like a mental um, issue or whatever it may be. But it's like people literally are struggling to critically think through things like you hollering right now doesn't make it right. I'm watching clips on on the Internet of people arguing some of the craziest stuff in the world. As a matter of fact, if I got a DeLorean and went back into 1999 and started telling people some of the stuff that's going on in 2023, they would think we were out of our minds. Because we're, I'm talking about illogical arguments, things that are not rooted or based in logic at all, things that people are pressing upon children. Like we literally live in a society now where people are sexualizing children. I don't understand any part of that. You get what I'm saying? Like there's nothing about that that makes sense to me, logically. Okay, now let's get into what in the world. All right, now, guys, people, what in the world is up with this plane acting like it was going to land and not landing, though? 
All right, so I got to tell y'all this part of the story. So, again, me and this um, young lady having a conversation. We've been kicking it, and it was a stormy night. So, you know, when you know, really with with flights, you know, what I've learned is like, however the weather is, a lot of times it's going to dictate the flight, at least on a good plane. I can't speak for people who fly on, like, very small planes or, you know, if you're getting the cheap boy, I don't know, you know, what the difference might be. But typically good weather, smooth flight cloudy weather maybe you hit some rough spots you fly over some mountains it could be a little bit of turbulence you know I always tell people read about turbulence so you understand it so you don't overreact again we talk about controlling our emotions all of this is part of it when you become educated about something you don't have to overreact doesn't mean you're not going to be uncomfortable at times or whatever but you at least know what's going on just like I always tell people driving in a car when there's a bumpy road you understand what this means so you're not overreacting to the car driving down a dirt road you know that there are rocks and that causes that so it's normal. So um, I expected at least some turbulence just because it was literally storms. Flights were delayed. I was hoping that the storms kind of passed. Yeah, the flight was mostly smooth until we got to the point of like landing. We start landing. Now we in this conversation. And um, we kind of look like, you know, you like talking like, hold on. Like after this boy dropped three or four times. You kind of looking like, hold on now. We looked at each other like, hold on. What like, like, all right, that was a that was a little drop. Like, what's going on? And so it was funny because she kind of, we in a way in the back, right? So she looking, she like, yo, why it seem like we going back up? And I'm like, oh no, I was on the, I was on this seat in a flight a couple months ago. I got had got stuck with the last seat and like the angle be looking off. Like we we still going down. <laughs> First of all, don't you hate when people talk and they don't know what they talking about? Like, I didn't know what I was talking about. I jumped out there on a limb, gave an opinion, probably halfway through saying it. I'm thinking like, is this like, dude, this does look like it's going up, bro. And 20 seconds later, the pilot jumps on. He's like, hey, bad weather. We can't land. It's storming right now in Detroit. So we got to circle around. So. Man, that I've heard about that happening before a lot. Again, because I travel a lot, especially for business. And, you know, you flying all across the country for meetings. Everybody got a different story, delays and things like that. And uh, that's never happened to me. But I have heard it happening where they couldn't land. So they had to just fly around for another 30, 45 minutes, whatever. And so that was what happened for us, which extended this conversation we were having, which actually ended up being cool. And that this is where... God, like all things work for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And to me, where where God, you talk about going from standby to now, we don't stand by in the air. We can't even land. But we were still having a, a really dope conversation. And, um, you know, I did like I didn't I mentioned at a point in the conversation that I that I had a podcast and then she asks for the information. So if you listen, like that would be super cool too. Hopefully you do actually listen and hopefully you um, enjoy this dialogue and hopefully I respectfully kind of talk through it because I did go back and forth about even sharing it, but hopefully it was done respectfully uh, from the standpoint. And I say that because when you're having genuine conversations with, with somebody, the last thing I would want to do is like look on TV and somebody's doing a story on me or something like what? Like I thought you was just some random cool guy at the airport. I ain't know whatever. So my point is, that's always cool because you talk about being different but the same. Like sometimes I get nervous if somebody listens to my podcast, if I'm being real, because 
again, this is a platform where I am really sharing like sometimes controversial, passionate thoughts and ideas and beliefs. And I don't want people to, I know, I'll say it this way. I know that in this world, people will stop at the different thing and they won't hear you out and they will just cut you off because they know how you feel about abortion versus how they do. And then we become inhumane. Um, And again, I do believe as a Christian, I should be able to be firm in my beliefs. I should be able to share my beliefs. I should be able to be overtly Christian and talk about the love of Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean you have to feel like I'm forcing you to believe something you don't want to believe. And I don't have to be forcing. But I think also what's happening on the other end, and this is why I appreciated her so much and why she was so encouraging to me, is because it was someone from that side not being forceful too. Now, I know historically in the past, Christians have gotten a bad rap for being the forceful, self-righteous ones. But when you have polarizing extremes, a lot of times people become what they hate. And I think a lot of folks on the side of non-belief is like, yo, y'all like y'all more self-righteous than us now. But in the difference is you preaching from the Bible of self that don't even make sense. Now, I don't think you should be self-righteous even if you preaching from the word of God. Um, Because technically self-righteous is from self regardless of whatever you believe. But my point is that we live in such a twisted world that it was refreshing and encouraging for me to be able to talk with someone for a long time that I may disagree with about some things. And 90% of the conversation had nothing to do with disagreements, by the way. 90% of the conversation had nothing to do with my faith and your belief. Nothing. It, It wasn't even the basis, right? But it's just the fact for me, that's actually the win. The win is that we didn't have to do that. And it still came through, though. So hopefully that blesses you. I don't know what what in the world was up with that that flight. We did eventually land, went and grabbed our bags, went our separate ways. Cool. Uh, Much love. Great conversation. And I pray that. You know, she's blessed and that God, you know, leads her in her life, um, you know, because that's what I believe. Right. Um, But at the end of the day, it was it was it was just cool. It was just refreshing. And, um, you know, I pray for you. I pray like I pray for you to be able to have an experience like that. I pray, you know, that you can interact with someone who's not quite the same from you. And to be honest. Inspire God's people is a place where that does happen behind the scenes. Because believe it or not, people, y'all might not know it as an Inspire God's people family member. uh, We are a very multicultural and diverse community. Maybe that'll come to light when I get to the point where I'm doing um, live events and things like that. And you'll see who's coming, Um, especially if out of town people come. But there's a lot of like, I mean... There's white people, there's black people, there's like Democrats, Republicans. So just know like y'all both listening. So <laughs> this is a place and, and this ain't like weird unity. And I want to say this because I want to be overt. You know what I'm saying? I want to be like direct. This isn't like weird quasi unity. Like I'm just talking about the fact that like, yo, we we believe in Jesus Christ here. We believe that he's the son of God. And he died for our sins. And I'm saying we this that's what this community is built on. If you're a new listener, I always urge people go to episode one. Listen to him in unison. I'm not dropping episodes every single week anyway, full one. So you could go to episode one and listen 
and bounce back and forth, but you'll get the foundation of what this show was built upon and still stands on today. But I do believe we have to figure out a better way to unify and exist together and converse because that's the only way we can grow and I can even share Jesus in a non-hostile environment or in a way where you're actually listening versus I'm hollering at you, you hollering at me. I make a post going off on you. You make a post going off on me. It's just not a productive communication cycle in my opinion. All right, so a couple of things before we get out of here. I did talk about just wanting to share with y'all like, you know, where we are with the show, what I'm doing. So um, this portion of the show is just giving you a little bit of behind the scenes of Inspire God's People um, a little bit of the strategic vision and goals and things like that. Just just briefly. Uh, so, you know, sometime last year, maybe about a year ago, we ventured off into the YouTube world. I say we a lot. It's literally me, y'all. Y'all know that. Like, you do know that. It's just me. Um, I ventured off into the, the YouTube world last year, really understanding the importance of visuals um, and also that there was another audience out there that didn't listen to podcasts, you know, on Apple Podcasts or in their car, necessarily they like to watch them on YouTube and watch clips. And if you know anything about me, I'm a person that likes to jump. I like to jump out there and see where I land, see if I can fly, see, you know, life isn't perfect. It's a process. I embrace that. I am not uh, some person that always has it all figured out, but I am willing to try. And I do believe um, I have some very um, pretty decent ideas. So we jump out there really with the goal of understanding it takes time. I talk to other people. We've interviewed people on this show to have a million followers, half a million, three. I mean, you may not realize it because we don't focus on that that much. We we have mentioned it in some shows, but I mean, I have I have literally interviewed like a lot of Christian YouTubers and influencers that have way larger platforms than I do. But that wasn't the basis of reaching out to them. It's just cool that it organically works out that way when you come across good people and um, connect with them. My point with that is in talking to some of those people, I realize like it takes years sometimes to build anything. So hopefully you understand that if you're a person that's trying to build something. Because what we do is we get really excited during the idea phase. But sooner or later, those ideas wear off or your energy around the idea wears off, right? So you need sustainability um, to be able to sustain your energy and your faith and everything. So I knew that it was going to be a process. We came into the YouTube world. Look, a year later, we just crossed over today, I believe, uh, 700 followers, subscribers. I'm sorry, 700 subscribers on YouTube, which is amazing to me. Um, last month was also the fastest month from, you know, between the fastest period between 600 and 700. I think in the last 24 days, we have 124 new subscribers. So uh, we've increased the rate at which we're getting subscribers. Um, our views have increased significantly um, the last 90 days, about 30,000, 40, uh, maybe closer to 40,000 views now in the last 30 days. I mean, not 30 days, 90 days. Um, but my point is just that there is growth taking place. So there's growth taking place with the show. And the point that I wanted to bring to that is that what I've, as I've strategically kind of evolved and continue to develop and try to perfect my vision with what this show is and how do I share the show on audio versus video and things. So what we have been doing the last year was really just taking recording the show audio, 
then taking that, I mean, video and then taking the audio from the video and uploading it, right? So you've gotten, over the last year, you've probably gotten a slightly different style of show um, than you did in the past. And, you know, now I'm like, I'm continuing to tweak that. And one of the things I'm kind of experimenting now, this is really the beginning of that experiment is, well, it's what if I do audio only shows for some full episodes where, you get the feel. It's more personal. It feels more personal. Even the way I record it, believe it or not, it's so crazy. I talk different. You do everything different when it's just audio versus video. There's a lot more things that I got to focus on with video. And so what if I just do some shows audio only for my audio audience that is growing at a rate that I didn't realize it was growing significantly? Um, and then more so focus on the video on shorter form content and or when we get some interviews, we'll do some videos to bring that visual element to the video. So that's what I'm thinking through right now. Again, this is just an initial thought. Y'all have to let me know what y'all think and how y'all like the growth of the show, what you think should be different, what topics you want to hear about. At the end of the day, I appreciate you. And uh, hopefully you will share this show. Y'all love y'all. Be inspired. I can see beyond the tears you cry. And the pain you feel. I saw every hill you had to climb just to make it here. When you say you ain't afraid to die, is it fake to fear? Is it safe to say you lie? You can be real with me. When you blame the haters, God made you. God made you. You're the reason you ain't made it. You're the reason you ain't made it. Take your focus off the fame. See the purpose that He gave you. Create to lift His name. That's how we go from down and out to made new I can see the newer you, the safe soul It's deeper than the dollars and the pesos The devil is still on attack, you gotta be quicker than that Store the treasure in heaven, you can't be richer than that I mean, how you gonna be richer than that?